This is a podcast from Rover. Now I'm a farmer and I'm digging, 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 digging. G'day everybody, welcome into the podcast for Tuesday, July 25th. Great to have your company as always. A massive thanks to our great support from the team at NetSpeed, netspeed.net.nz. Coming up for you today, we're going to have a chat to the now former Chief Executive of Dairy NZ, Dr Tim Mackle. Been speaking to him on and off for probably over a decade in various different roles within this sector. Always enjoyed talking to him and I thought I'd leave it a few weeks after his uh, retirement from that particular role and uh, to see what he's going to do next and him gather his thoughts. So we're going to catch up uh, with him in just a moment. Dr. Tim Mackle, lovely to talk to you again. Tim, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Dom. Good to talk to you too. It's been a little while, actually. It has, it has. It's been a few weeks, I think. Was it the end of June that you uh, hung up the Dairy NZ tie, so to speak? Yeah, well, just just into July in the end. Right. A, a couple of extra days just to get some stuff done. So, no, it's been, what, two and a half, uh, coming up three weeks, I think. I'm starting to lose track of the time now, but it's yeah. a lot longer, actually. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, I suppose. And, uh, yeah, you managed to catch up on some sleep, or are you still an avid, you know, sort of get up and read the news and all that sort of stuff? What, what, what's life like now? Uh, a little bit of both. I mean, I, I'm someone who... I, I did get told by someone that when you, when you leave uh, a role that's been, you know, intense, uh, <laughs> which mine has been... Um, there's two types of people. Someone, some people go bush and say, "Look, phone's going off for a month. Don't bother contacting me." And others uh, get bored pretty quick and need a bit of structure. And I'm probably more the latter. I need a bit of structure. So I know that's about getting up. And uh, I'm on a farming board, um, which is um, which is really interesting, actually, and that's good. Um, and just had something for that this morning. Actually, 7:30, we had a quick board meeting, so that's good. But apart from that. Um, yeah, just just working out what to do next, really. So that's the key thing. Yeah, well, I mean, that's an interesting uh, prospect, I suppose, for you. Fifteen years it was, wasn't it, uh, at the helm of Dairy NZ and uh, in the dairy industry for, I guess, the vast bulk of your of your working career. So um, I don't expect you to spill the beans, but I suspect you've got uh, the odd option up your sleeve, Tim. Oh, look, you know, I'm working on a couple of things at the moment, but uh, for me, it's and I don't want this to sound corny, but it's always been about purpose, and that's why I have been at Darien's so long, you know, the, the purpose and uh, what we're trying to do to help farmers um, to, 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 to actually play their role and, and produce what I think is a wonderful, wholesome, nutritious food, you know, not only for Kiwis, but for the world, and um, that's a pretty amazing purpose. And it's certainly helped out the country along the way. We've got some issues we've got to keep working on and deal with. Um, if you think back to the GFC, dairy played a key role in New Zealand's recovery, uh, and uh, and of course even through COVID as well more recently. And um, in between, there's been lots of challenges too. So you know that purpose being there, and the people. You know, I love working with farmers, uh, and uh, and of course the people at Dairy NZ, great bunch of dedicated people who come to work again because of the purpose. So. You know, that's, that's really important to me, Dom, and so whatever I do next, um, uh, you know, primary sector really is uh, what floats my boat. That's really what gets me passionate, so um, that's the key thing for me. Well, it's in your DNA, though, isn't it? You grew up on a uh, dairy farm, uh, Kaikoura, wasn't it, the family farm? 
Yeah, it, it was, and still, still is. My brother um, looks after, runs out now, and actually, I'm just. I told him last night I'll come down at the end of next week and give him help for a few days. Nice. Starting to carve now, so yeah, uh, I'm going to get my hands dirty and um, and actually. Uh, yeah, see what the real world's like down there on the farm. So that'll be good for uh, a few days. I haven't quite committed to how long it'll be yet. We'll see how <laughs> the body copes, but um, we'll have a good time together anyway. Yeah, we'll oh, that's good. Company. And so, look, my, you know, my plan always was actually to go farming. And uh, so, again, I grew up in Kaikoura on the dairy farm. And we had pigs too. And uh, uh, parents worked extremely hard, really. They really did. They started from um, pretty much nothing. And uh, and, you know, and, and the pigs, so I can always remember Dad would come and watch the Six Cot News because in those days there was nothing. There was no podcast like you're doing or social <laughs> media or anything to listen yeah. to during the day. There was just nothing, you know, just the radio and and, uh, and Six Cot News was pretty important, so we all had to be pretty quiet. And oftentimes he would take off over the piggery after dinner, you know, and go and work because if you have a couple of hundred sows and that often means, you know, up to a couple of thousand pigs as well. And with one worker and 300 cows as a kid, that was a lot of work to do. So uh, they worked hard, my parents, and uh, gave us opportunities and sort of instilled that work ethic, I think. So, um, and I, I actually wanted to carry on farming, but got, got sort of probably really hooked on the science and, and innovation stuff at Lincoln. And, and I'd have to say credit. Uh, some wonderful lecturers at that time. They had some fantastic um, capability, you know, on, on faculty, which a lot of us benefited from. People like John Pino came through a couple of years before me, mm. and quite a number of people, and um, and that really got me going down that route. So I got distracted, really, Don. Yeah, well, fair enough too, because uh, I know that you were uh, ambitious in terms of not only uh, the farm stuff, but then at some stage you decided that a PhD overseas would be the thing to do, and you managed to get into Cornell in uh, New York State, which is an Ivy League school. What the, What was that like? That would have been an incredible experience for a for a young fella. Yeah, it was actually. Um, you've done your research, actually, John. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, Look, to be frank, it was probably, you know, again, I was quite passionate about innovation and science and, and how we could get better through that. And um, at Lincoln, I decided, look, you know, it was probably more of a life goal rather than anything. You know, I wanted to do a PhD. So um, I did set my sights on that and got a bit of a knock. I applied for a, a Commonwealth scholarship to go to the UK. You know, it was Commonwealth countries, and I missed out on that. But they didn't do any ag sort of things in the, in the early 90s. Um, in terms of those sort of scholarships, and it was a good thing because it gave me a bit of a kick in the teeth, and, and I had to sort of think, okay, well, how do I regroup and go again? And I did. I uh, went to DRC and worked with Arnold Bryant, who um, is an absolute legend in, in our in our sector, and people like Jock McMillan on the repro side. Um, a lot of older farmers will know those names, and you know they've built a lot of the building blocks for for the productive dairy sector now at the farm level. And got to work with um, him for two or three three years, and then I, I got a scholarship to go to Cornell because I decided I was still going. I still wanted to do this thing, so um, yeah, went away, and um, uh, and my wife joined me, and in the end, we got married, and um, and uh, we both studied. She was a faculty member over there, and uh, and also uh, did a master's, and I did my PhD. And so compared to who I was, relatively. Um, uh, cruising compared to her, she was a lot busier than I was back then. <laughs> it, was it was three and a half years, a little bit longer than that. 
um, to do a PhD. And normally they take about five over there. One, one of my mates took about eight years. So no, I was Jeez. working pretty fast. It was interesting because I think you got to, uh, an award for like a top PhD in the United States or something like that as well. So I mean, it's not, it wasn't a bad effort, Tim, that you crammed into three and a half years. Yeah, no, you, you're um, you're really digging it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, like this I, is your life, Tim. You know. Well, I reckon it's a lot about people, and and I, you know, again, I was very lucky to have some great people at Lincoln, and I'd credit those people like Terry Hughes and Andrew Sykes, and you know, a bunch of others. And then, um, and Terry's still around, you know, in our dairy sector. And then, and a lot of Canterbury farmers, in particular in South Island, will know him. Um, and I had Arnold Bryant and Jock, and and then. Uh, Dale Browman, the professor that I went to Cornell. I didn't go to Cornell because I was over league. I went because I chose to work. I tried to work with him right. and get a scholarship. And he was a world leader in many things around physiology and nutrition. Uh, in fact, he discovered pathways and sort of fat oxidation and that kind of thing. And he um, he actually did the first trials with a thing called uh, recombinant BST, which was a big thing in the US. In some countries, it's no longer. Uh, at one point, it was the largest selling animal remedy globally. Uh, it, it, you know, it increases milk production basically, but really it fell out of favour uh, with the likes of Walmart and others. Right. And so it didn't really go anywhere. But you know, he, it, it was all about the science for him and, and developing something to, to be better. Um, so yeah, that's really where it was. And then uh, yes, yeah, so I'd say that that award for the, the PhD was um, more of a credit to the people I work with, to be honest, and getting into a good program than myself. But anyway. That's uh, that's good. Oh, the typical humble Kiwi, Tim. Um, it was uh, that PhD, animal food and nutritional sciences. So the science aspect of it was clearly a bit of a draw card for you, as well. I mean, as you said earlier, you wanted to be a farmer, but then obviously that uh, sort of took over, I guess. Uh, and you came back to New Zealand, and um, it was uh, what well, you went back to the Dairy Research Centre, and then to the Dairy Board, and then the whole Fonterra thing came along and you were very much a part of that as well in the early days with that DERA Act Yeah, I mean so look, while I love the science and the innovation piece uh, I also had quite a strong interest in the business side of things as well and so that really drew me down that route and uh, went to Wellington to work in strategy actually for the Dairy Board uh, and look, slight digression uh, last sort of week or so I've had to catch up with a couple of people and, and their kids are doing econ- economics and science and, and I think that's a great combination mm. and I'm so pleased to see kids going into science too because we need more people to create stuff we really do and having that economics sort of side of things with them that business side is uh, is a good mix so anyway this is no it's, it's a good observation yet. yeah um, yeah totally yeah really thrilled to hear these these kids are starting to get interested um, I've got one child of the four left uh, I'm working on to go down a science route so she's um, so I've got to keep working on her yeah. <laughs> yeah. coming back to it so yeah I, I actually got to work in strategy uh, people like Bob Major and, and, and Paul Campbell and um, a guy Richard Laverty who's who's still in Wellington and, and, and they were sort of leading those groups and um, one of the key things we ended up working on, and I worked on a few of the Big 12 issues, was DERA, this Dairy Industry Restructuring Act. Um, and, and and so, you know, I probably played a pretty small part in it, but it was still good to be part of it. And, uh, and coming see Craig Norgate uh, for Global Co and uh, CFO Graham Stewart, people like that, got to work with them on, on those sort of things. Um, and uh, so once that moved through the process and it was uh, over the line and um, you know some roles opened up in Auckland and I shifted up 
to there with Fonterra and left the dairy board. Of course, dairy board became part of Fonterra as well. And uh, he had a couple of years working with Craig, and uh, and that was, again, a lot of learning, a, a lot of learning in that process. So that was good. You look at Fonterra now, you were there in the sort of the early days, you saw the construction of it from the ground up. She's turned into a pretty uh, pretty big behemoth, um, even on a global scale. I think it's like the sixth biggest dairy company in the world, something along those lines anyway. What's your impression from those early days to where it's gotten to now? Did you sort of see it getting that big? Is that the aim? Well, I think it, it certainly was, and, and certainly, you know, Craig Norgate himself was... Uh, a real expansionist, you know, in his thinking, and he was about uh, opportunities, and we saw that play out in other areas too. So uh, that was the original uh, idea, but but you know, it was fundamentally about how do you create something much better for for farmers and for customers and consumers, you know, uh, and and so you know, and so, so it was absolutely still the right model to go down, I think. Um, but you know, it's 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 not easy, and you, you get a lot of people outside of. Um, uh, you know, Fonterra and and any business actually um, quick to criticise, but when you're in those um, positions, um, you know it's they're complex and there are a lot of um, issues to grapple with. And and I think you know there's some tremendous stuff that um, that has been achieved uh, there, particularly around the innovation space and and you know driving more value for for specialty ingredients and food service, all those kind of things. Um, there's, there's some great stories there, and yes, there's a lot more potential left. There's a lot, lot of um, stuff that has to be advanced in the next few years. Plus, there's no doubt about that. Um, but at the same time, you know, uh, it's there's been a lot of great stuff that's, that's happened as well, and a lot of returns. So, so that's great. Talk to me about criticism. Then, how do you handle that? And you certainly as the chief executive of Dairy NZ and I mean I've been talking to you for probably over 10 years now on and off and uh, you know there's always been something that someone's talking about in relation to the dairy industry and I know that uh, you know as you've alluded to there's a lot of good things going on as well but that side of it how do you deal with that in your position? Um, Yeah I mean I think it's just really about uh, again being really clear on purpose uh, the whole narrative around, you know, your sort of vision for where you're going, your, your mission, and 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 that purpose that underpins why you're there, and being really clear on that to start with, and then being clear on what your strategy is, which is stepping down a level. It's still probably at you know thirty thousand feet, but it's about uh, what is what are, what are we, our aspirations firstly, what are we trying to achieve, but more critically, the strategy is really about. Um, how are we going to solve the problems? Uh, that's really at the heart of it. You know, how are we going to? What are the crux of the issues, and what are we going to solve? So, if you're clear on that, and you and you know why you're there, and how you're going to fix things, then that's what you got to keep focusing on. And and if you don't have that, then yeah, that criticism can probably get to you. Mm. And, uh, you get the possum in the headlights. I've, I've, to be frank, I've never really felt that, but that's because it's so critical to have that other piece, you know, and be really clear about why you're there, what you're trying to do, and how you're going to work your way through the issues and what's important. Um, so that's what's really important going forward. But you know, if you look back at the the dairy sector, um, there's still, you know, and, and there's, there's quite a bit of concern out there now. You know, financial returns, as you know, Dom. Are, um, uh, are tight. Uh, the margin. Uh, look, we're, we're still fundamentally got a pretty good milk price. Um, even the forecast for next year, in terms of long run averages, it's just this cost story. Mm. 
uh, you know, both on a on a cost um, of production, but, but and also interest costs. You know, and that affects all Kiwis and everyone around the world, uh, to be frank. So um, there's some real challenge around that, and we've had a heavy sort of regulatory agenda in the last mm, what three to sort of five years, mm-hmm. uh, and that's created a lot of concern as well. And I totally understand all that. If you stand back, it will take a step back and sort of lift yourself up and look forward past that first hill. Um, you know, we do need to, to keep our eye on the future, and we, we know we've got to keep getting better at what we do. Um, we also know that we've had a heck of a lot of challenge over many decades in our dairy sector. And fundamentally, apart from some skirmishes and some, you know, sometimes losing some value and, and things like that, we've got through it. And the key to that is this collective sort of cooperative nature of our farmers and of our sector, you know, and that I think has been at the heart of it, that willingness to work together to solve issues. Yep, you can have a, a sort of Barney behind closed doors and and, uh, and that's sort of how a far now a family would do things, you know, you have some good robust discussions, <laughs> but yeah. at the end of the day you've got to land on what you're going to do and how you're going to solve it and that's been the key for us and that will be key going forward and um, and so, you know, at the heart of that too is this notion, I think, and it's not the be all and end all, but it's a pretty important part of it is this issue of of, of um, industry good, you know, uh, and in, in the case of Dairy NZ, um, pooling investment and resources to get outcomes, you know, much bigger outcomes that you could get by yourself if it was every man, woman and their dog for themselves. And that's not how we've done things. And I'd hate to see that going forward. You know, we've got to work together, and that doesn't just apply to dairy. It's any primary sector, whether it be horticulture or, or meat or whatever. Um, so, you know, other bodies, Federated Farmers, Dairy Women's Network, they're all sort of same nature, you know, working together mm. to address big challenges. And that's been the key dom in the past, and it has to be going forward. And so if, you know, I had one plea for <laughs> any of your listeners <laughs> out there, it's that, you know, we stick together, and it doesn't mean you don't challenge and have good debates, that's all part of it. But it is about that fundamental commitment to trying to just stick together and, uh, and hunt as a pack, so to speak. And, you know, you come back to DRNZ and criticism. Um, look, uh, we, we, don't have, we never got everything right and, and certainly won't going forward as well. And it's always been, you know, a case of needing to keep getting better for farmers and, and to help them get better. Uh, and that's how it should be. Um, so uh, I, I think again, you know, um, but there are a lot of dedicated people, and there's a heck of a lot of great value that's generated from Dairy NZ. And probably one of my biggest regrets walking away from the role is that is that challenge of uh, you know have we um, aside from the fact that you always want to get better, and I I'm pretty hard on myself. I always tr- strive to get better um, at, at whatever's going on and. Is probably just the level of understanding. You know, we have struggled to sort of get that level of understanding of the value created sometimes out to farmers. And I always said to to our staff, fundamentally, we had two big challenges. One is to deliver uh, or generate and deliver as much value as we can for the investment that farmers put in to um, Dairy NZ. Uh, it's a it's a real privilege to have that investment, mm-hmm. and we've got to generate value. Second thing is to help farmers understand where the value is. Um, because they deserve to know that as investors and owners of DRNZ and because it, it generates uh, a much more positive perspective and, and a willingness to engage. And, you know, that's a really positive cycle. You get you get more progress. So, you know, that second piece around 
helping understand where their value is. It's a real challenge, and I'm not sitting here making excuses, Tom, but just an observation that, um, you know, if we could solve that, I think we would uh, we'd start making even more progress. One more for you. Um, the... Uh Science aspect of it, uh, how big a role will that play uh, in terms of the sustainable nature of the future of the dairy industry? And in addition to that, is the dairy industry and I guess the primary sector as a whole at a bit of a crossroads at the moment? Well, I think it's 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 crucial. It's absolutely fundamental to our future is, is science and Innovation, and, and I mean, I mean, when I say innovation, I mean across the board. You know, because we can innovate everywhere. It's not just the science itself, but that whole dear, whole idea of how do we add value to, to things that we're doing, and um, and and whatever the process is through that value chain, it's absolutely crucial. Uh, and if we step back again and look at things, and I've obviously reflected quite a bit the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, the last couple of hundred years. Uh, for society worldwide has been one of great change and particularly the last hundred you know with technology we can talk about all the types of revolutions and we're, we're probably about to go through another one with you know generative AI and the possibilities and, and we don't quite know where it's going to land and whether it'll ever take on you know true sort of human feelings and intuition and so on that's the big question but fundamentally you know it, it'll revolutionise a lot of what we are doing now and, and if you think about even chat GPT with OpenAI I think it came out in November last year mm. And look at the explosion of it. It's phenomenal. And, you know, they possibly won't be the, the last person standing. It'll be it'll be someone else. There's a whole plethora of, of outfits coming out now with different versions, including the big the big outfits, you know, like Google and Microsoft and so on. So, you know, there's going to be a, lot, a huge amount of transformation coming for all of us in terms of the digital side of things. But, but we can't take away from the fact that even from a biology point of view, you know, from either health or nutrition, uh, or down at the farm level, um, whether it be through plants or animals, there's still a, a huge amount of stuff that we don't know and that we need to tap into. And again, a, a bit of a digression and a long story, Dom, I'm sorry, but if we look at um, you know the explosion of uh, genetics and molecular genetics, um, you know, that really came about in the last couple of decades, um, and now we're into things like genomics and trying to predict, you know, what might happen biologically from looking at genes and, and sequences and so on. We still don't know a lot of the biology of what's going on, you know, and so um, there's, there's there's a huge amount of potential there still to tap into. Uh, and so digital, very exciting, um, and those two things are starting to merge together more and more, you know, the biology and the digital together. Mm. Um but there is a lot of potential there, Dom, still, uh, all the way through to consumers, of course, and this whole idea of precision nutrition and, and you know, the value of different foods, including dairy and meat and plants and so on, on uh, lifelong health and that sort of thing. Mm. So, you know, I'm pretty passionate about that stuff, as you can probably tell. I just think there's a huge amount. So, look, for New Zealand, it comes back to what are we going to do about it? You know, what's our role and what's our strategy? And I'm not clear that we really have a great one right now for that as a, as a country. Uh, you know, um, we talk about level of investment. Well, that's one element, but there's a whole lot of other things as well. You know, capability and how do we support education opportunities and uh, what structures need to be put in place, resourcing. You know, what is the strategy to, to actually really drive hard on this innovation piece? As we've seen a lot of other small countries like us 
have done around the world too, Dom. So, you know, a lot of issues on the plate at the moment for government and for the sector and so on. Um, but I would just urge everyone to, to step back and also make sure we've got one eye on the future and where we're going with that stuff because that medium to long term stuff is going to be critical for probably not necessarily you and I, Dom, but certainly our kids that we were talking about before the show started. Yeah, well, exactly. And uh, before the show started as well, I did say to you that uh, I thought I'd let the dust settle for, uh, you know, <laughs> two or three weeks before I um, lined up to have a chat with you like so many others have been doing after your tenure as Chief Executive of Dairy NZ. But um, I'm glad I did because, uh, as you alluded to, you know, you've probably spent a couple of weeks just, you know, letting the mind wander a little bit and doing a bit of thinking about uh, the future and things like that and uh, I think you've uh, provided some pretty good insight and uh, you know um, some concerns as well about uh, the way that things you know could head or or might head and potentially uh, it's so hard to know though isn't it as you say because you bring up the things like the AI and these sorts of things it's almost impossible to predict because in, 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 in the eight months or whatever since we've had the chat GPT and you know in the in the market you're right it's just gone absolutely crazy people are using it for all sorts of things now you can only imagine this is not even the tip of the iceberg about where this sort of stuff's going to go oh absolutely yeah lots of issues aren't there and um and debate about uh, what does it do for learning and for kids and again you'll be in that same boat reflecting on that and discussing that with your kids and um i mean personally i think uh, everyone's got to be right across it it's just that you you cannot use it as a substitute for developing critical thinking skills. You know, that's what's actually going to solve a lot of our problems going mm. forward and our challenges. So, yeah, big. it's an exciting time uh, in many ways, Don. But, oh, look, I'm an optimist, so I think um, I think we'll get through these issues. And I do feel, that, particularly even if we look at the dairy and the primary sectors more broadly, there is a heck of a lot of challenge ahead of us, but there's a lot of opportunity. And uh, we're just going to make sure we deliver on that because I think we can. Well, I'm sure that you'll play some sort of a role in that down the line, uh, Dr. Tim Mackle. It's been a pleasure, and uh, I've really enjoyed talking to you. I'm sure we're going to be talking again soon. I just get that feeling. So uh, whatever you do next, good luck with it, and, uh, and we'll be in touch. Yeah, I hope so, Dom. Thanks for your support over the years too, mate. Cheers.